Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the book of Revelation. I know it's going to be a blessing to you, and if it is, feel free to like it and share it with others. If you'll go over to establishedinthefaith.com, you'll find more information on how you can subscribe to this podcast. You can now get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others as well. Feel free to contact us there on the website with questions and comments that you may have pertaining to the program today. Well, we're going to go on into our study now, picking it up in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 12. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation, if you'd like to turn there. We'll be looking at uh, several different passages tonight, different places. But the twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation is dealing by and large with the seventh trumpet judgment. If you'll look there in verse 7 of Revelation chapter 12. The Bible says there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And if you'll move down to verse 12... Revelation 12 and verse 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. What a time of rejoicing that's going to be for those of us that are in heaven. And if your faith is in the finished work of Christ, then that's where you're going. You're going there because of what Jesus did and your faith in his finished work. Not because you did certain things or didn't do certain things. You get in uh, by faith. Likewise, you can get out by a lack of faith. Uh, Let me even this out a little bit and say this. Sin erodes your faith. Now, just think about what I've just said. Sin erodes, eats away at your faith. Because when you sin, you know you've done wrong. The devil takes that and he gets you to doubting as to whether you're saved or not. And when you do wrong, you should feel bad about it and you should go before the Lord and ask him to forgive you and The Lord's not like man. Man may not forgive you, but the Lord will always be there to forgive you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we're going to get there by faith. And by faith, we're reading the word of God tonight. Do you believe what is written in the word of God? Do you believe it? Do you believe what is written here in this passage? 
Revelation 12 and verse 12. By faith tonight in what the Word of God says, we can rejoice now. We don't have to wait till then. We can rejoice now. The devil's time is limited. Oh, it looks like he's having a field day now. But his days are numbered. His day is coming. And according to the Word of God, they are numbered. And by faith tonight, we can rejoice and we can shout. We can look forward to that day when he will be cast out of heaven. Now, uh, there in verse 12, the Bible also says that while there's rejoicing in heaven, it also says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth he has but a short time. There are three woes that go along with the last three trumpet judgments. And uh, this is the last woe. If you'll flip back to Revelation chapter 8. Just take a left, if you will. Revelation chapter 8, verse 13 is what we want to zero in right quick. I beheld and lo, and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. So with the last three trumpet judgments, we have these three woes that go along with it. Now, the fifth trumpet judgment is the first woe that is found in Revelation chapter 9. If you'll flip over one chapter. The fifth trumpet judgment covers Revelation chapter 9 verses 1 through 12. We're not going to read all of that. I'll just summarize it. We see that there are some demon locusts that are loosed upon the earth to sting and torment men for five months. The pain's going to be so bad that they will beg and scream to die, but death will flee from them, according to verse 6 there. Verse 12, in Revelation 9, verse 12, the Bible says, One woe is past. And behold, there come two woes more hereafter. And then we have the sixth trumpet judgment, which is the second woe. That's Revelation chapter 9, verses 13 through 21. And again, we're not going to read all of that. But there are four angels that are loosed out of the great river Euphrates, along with some demon horsemen and riders. And a third part of the men are killed. That's the second woe. Then the third woe is this of which we just read tonight, Revelation 12 and verse 12. And it says, Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. He knows that he has a short time to try to win this age-old conflict which was started way back sometime in the eons of the past when he was known as Lucifer at that time. He wanted to be God, led a rebellion against God, 
one-third of the angels sided with him, and that was his downfall. And he was cast out into the earth. Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from the sky. And uh, Satan's been cast out of heaven now permanently, no longer allowed to go there um, to accuse the brethren, as we have talked about in past studies and whatever the case. He's down here now on this earth, and he knows he has but a short time, a short time to try to win this age-old conflict. And when you're trying to win a war, it's best to know your opponent. Try to find out, if you will, what the weaknesses are. Now, when it comes to God, there are no weaknesses. God cannot fail. God cannot fail. His word cannot fail. However, God has promised and prophesied many things in his word as it pertains to his chosen people, Israel. And Satan knows that if he can destroy God's people, then these prophecies will not come to pass. The word of God will fall to the ground. In essence, God will be dethroned. And then Satan can set himself up as God. So that's why, ever since the very beginning, Satan has been against God's people, Israel. And I'm not going to take the time to go through all the history of that, but uh, he's always been against Israel. Now, when he is cast out of heaven, He has always, like I said, gone against God's people. He's going to persecute the woman. If you'll look at verse 13, Revelation 12 and 13. When the dragon saw that he was cast out into the earth, he persecuted the woman that brought forth the man-child. Now, this refers to the woman that John saw there in verse 1 of Revelation 12. John said, there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And this woman, of course, symbolizes Israel. We talked about this a few weeks ago, um, how each one of these things, the sun, the moon, and so forth, are all symbolic of Israel. It goes all the way back to Joseph. In Genesis 37 and verse 9, uh, Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brothers. And he said, the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars made obeisance unto him. Uh, so we know that by these symbols being used as it pertains to this woman, it is talking about Israel. So Satan is going to persecute the woman. Now what exactly is going to happen? Keep in mind that when all of this is taking place, it's taking place at the midpoint of the tribulation period. And this is when the Antichrist will break the seven-year peace pact with Israel. He'll march into Jerusalem with his armies. And his intentions is going to be to kill every Jew 
that he can find. He'll go into the temple and set himself up as God in the temple of God. You can read about that in Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 4. For those of you that are taking notes. And when the Antichrist does this, Satan, knowing that he has but a short time, Satan, his fallen angels, and demon spirits are going to back the Antichrist like no other human being in history. Just as Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Spirit to perform miracles and to preach the word of God, which led to the salvation of the world in his day, the Antichrist likewise will be anointed with all the powers of darkness to preach his message, to destroy millions of people in the not-too-distant future. And like I said, he's going to set himself up as God in the temple of God, and this is also known as the abomination of desolation. If you will, stay right there in Revelation chapter 12 and turn over to Matthew chapter 24. We've looked at this several times in the past, and I want to go back through it again, and I want to show you a few things that we didn't look at before, but we have been here before. Matthew chapter 24, and like I said, hold your place there in Revelation 12. Matthew 24, verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Now, stop right there. Uh, what Jesus is referring to here, for those of you taking notes, it is Daniel chapter 8, verses 9 through 14. Also, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. That is what Daniel the prophet was talking about Daniel 8, 9 through 14, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. That's the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. All right, verse 16, Matthew 24, verse 16. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Jesus is saying pretty much in other words, when you see these things run for your lives, get out of town. Verse 19, and woe. We just got through talking about the three woes that go along with the last three trumpet judgments. Jesus said, and woe. This goes right along with Revelation 12 and verse 12, what we just looked at a minute ago. The voice from heaven said, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. 
Jesus said, and woe, again, Matthew chapter 24, verse 19, woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. It'll be extremely difficult at that time for pregnant women and women that have children, because like I said, you're going to have to get out of town very quickly. But it also goes right along with Revelation 12 and verse 13. If you'll flip back and look at Revelation 12 verse 13. We just read that a minute ago. The dragon persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. So you can see the connection there. All right. If you'll flip back to Matthew 24. Verse 20, but pray that your flight, that goes right along with Revelation 12, verse 14. If you'll flip over there, we'll look at that. Revelation 12, verse 14. In Matthew 24 and 20, Jesus said, pray that your flight. And in Revelation 12, verse 14, it says, And the woman there was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, under her place where she will be nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. So you see the connection there of Matthew 24, verse 20, with Revelation 12 and verse 14. All right, if you will, flip back to Matthew 24, verse 20 again. Matthew 24, verse 20. Pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened. Notice the terminology there. Except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. If you will, go to Revelation chapter 10. Go there right quick. Also, at the midpoint of the tribulation period, in Revelation chapter 10, Jesus comes down from heaven. He places one foot upon the sea and another upon the earth and proclaims that time shall be no longer. Revelation chapter 10 verse 6. Look at the latter part of verse 6 there. Revelation 10 and 6. So you see the connection there, Revelation 10 and 6, with Matthew 24, verse 22, except those days be shortened. And then Jesus says there in Revelation 10 and verse 6, that time shall be no longer. All right, while you're there in Revelation 10, look at verses 3 and 4. And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth, 
And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Could it be that those days, those tribulation days, are shortened by the seven thunders? Seven thunder judgments. We don't know what they were. John heard them, he understood, and was starting to write it down. But God said, don't write it. Seal it up. We don't know. But when you think about it, uh, the book that was held in the right hand of God the Father, Jesus walked up and took the book. It was sealed with seven seals. We open up the seven seals, and we have judgments breaking forth here on the earth. Uh, we have seven trumpet judgments. Could it be that there were seven thunder judgments? But the days are shortened for the elect's sake. Just thought I'd throw that out at you. All right, Matthew 24 again. We're going to pick it up in verse 23. Matthew 24, verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. Jesus is in essence warning that the Antichrist will be anointed, so anointed by Satan that if it were possible, he will deceive uh, the very elect. Now, Jesus goes on to say in verse 27, as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The Lord is speaking to the people of that day and age, saying that when I come back, I'm coming back in the sky. That's the second coming of Christ and he says there in verse 28, For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. When Jesus comes back at the second coming, the Antichrist will gather all the armies of the world that have sided with him. And he's going to come against Israel one last time to destroy them at the battle of Armageddon. Jesus is going to come back, speak a word, and millions and millions of the Antichrist's uh, soldiers are going to be killed. And so many bodies laying there, it'll take months and months to bury all the dead. Uh, blood will flow six feet deep, uh, up to 180 miles, up to the horse's bridles at the Battle of Armageddon. And those bodies will lay there, and this, that's why this scripture here says, Wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together.
And um, I've got a lot more I want to say about verse 14 in Revelation 12, verse 14. But I'm going to save that till uh, next week. If the program today has been a blessing to you, we hope and pray that you'll share it with others. This podcast has been made possible by the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. All donations are safe and secure through PayPal. We look forward to hearing from you.